Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hotline League episode 89. This is a show that we've had planned for quite some time. It was not impromptu, and Mark definitely knew it was happening on Wednesday this week, and it was not a surprise to him. Mark, how you, you're getting even darker, by the way. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. It just, Mark, Mark just was keep... struggling with his webcam controls beforehand, and we decided to start the show uh, anyway, <laughs> and now he's just fading slowly into I'm just fucking this purple. Is his plan. He didn't think that the show was going to happen. Now we've taken him by surprise, so he's just going to eventually a screen will just go black and he'll be gone. This is what I'm realizing. Either way, uh, the show, of course, brought to you by Alienware. And let's see if I can do the logo switch quickly and movement. We're going to be talking about both of them later on in the show. And I know that this will actually probably be a shorter hotline league than most because, honestly, not much has happened. We're mostly going to be previewing uh, the the gauntlet stuff. The Papa Smithy thing got announced. I don't, have you been around, Mark? Yeah, because I did the dive earlier today, like I said. Okay. Did it come out today? Yes, the dive comes out the day that it is done. As a mm. quick turnaround, unlike some shows. Well, we stream this one live, so <clears throat> hit me up whenever the dive is live. Uh, either way, the did you see I fixed my webcam, dude? Yes, I did. I'm excited for you it. Proud of me? Um, sure. All right, so we have this past week. So this is a little more low key show because I'm just coming back from PAX. Uh, Mark is uh, did not, not wanting to be show. here. <laughs> you want to be here. You just didn't know you were going to be here. That's the difference. Most most of the time, I say that ironically. Yeah. No, it's still ironic. You want to be here, Mark. You're excited to be on the show. I like how you agreed for a second. Yep. Wait, no. Because I realized that people are going to think that uh, you normally say that and it's like, haha. And I'm worried that, given that we had the context, Mark, how you been for this past week? What have you been doing? You, you can't see it, it but but that's the Bachelor in Paradise behind me. Okay? okay, I'm supposed to be watching that right now. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. To be <sighs> away from the Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, uh, I'm doing good. I was in Palm Springs this weekend for um, Labor Day. It was it pretty expensive? relaxing. No, it wasn't that bad. Uh, I felt like there were not as many options as I would have thought, but then I like as I was booking, I forgot that I was booking on Labor Day. Yeah, so. exactly. Because you booked kind of late, it. right? Yeah, I booked in like middle of last week, so like five days out. Yeah. Um. So either way, it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh. I sat at a pool and lounged around a bunch and ate food. So pretty much ideal day. Yeah. That was uh that was our thing a couple of months ago, and now you've made it your thing. Well, I've done it once since it's been your thing. I don't know if that makes it my thing yet. Nice try. I'll get you next time. Okay, so okay. things that <laughs> things <laughs> I was at PAX doing the uh, Alienware TFT Throwdown all weekend long, which was uh, quite fun. I uh, did that with Saint Ficious. And actually went on like a four game win streak where I was beating everybody. And then I felt like I was really good. And then today I came back and got demoted to plat three. So, uh, it, it didn't really work out for me long-term, but I, I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. We had, uh, met a lot of cool people, had fans lined up around the booth the entire time. And I don't know. It was really good. And PAX was great. I realized Mark, you, did you go to PAX back in the, were you around? Oh yeah. Cause curse was, were you with curse whenever they competed I there? I've done with most packs is for the last like three or four years. Wait, 
you've done most PAXs? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I've done, I think, three of the last four, not including this year. Why? There was no, been no league there. Yeah, but there are other things. Because this was the first time I was at PAX West in five years. So, since the league since league used to be at PAX West, which I think at the I time met, was called PAX Prime. I met Pat Rothfuss there in 2016. Yeah, I don't think I want to meet Pat Rothfuss. It wasn't terrible. Okay. Anyway, I, but I'd love to meet Brandon Sanderson. Either, even though I like King Killer Chronicles, Pat Rothfuss is um, frustrating to me. Anyway, so let's talk about uh, what happened this past week, or what we're going to talk about on the show. So we've got Papa Smithy becoming Hunter T. LOL General Manager. You talked about that earlier on the dive, I'm sure. Nope, it was uh, breaking right as we were shooting, so we didn't actually get a chance to talk about it. Nice. Okay, well, then we can talk about it here. Already we're better than the dive. And then... Uh, I, uh, I'm level 20 on my warlock on wow okay we're not going to talk about that oh Uh, you know we don't normally talk about lec stuff but i do think it's really interesting that uh g2 got the entire all pro team thing going so that was kind of funny and then um and then obviously we have gauntlet this coming week so i'm excited to talk about that so still maybe a shorter show than most but uh stuff to talk about for sure as and i was on break this past week uh, am I forgetting anything, Mark? I mean, anything else you guys talked about on the dive that, you know, maybe I'm I'm not thinking of at the moment? Um, I mean, it was mostly just gauntlet talk as well as what teams have qualified from other regions as well. Hmm. So we did talk about LEC and LCK and LPL, which there's no way I'm talking about that stuff with you. So gotcha. we're, we're good. Yeah, yeah. That's not, we don't do that here. This is a North American show. We might talk about LEC usually in a funny way. Usually in a derogatory way. Yeah, especially when Medic is in the chat. I don't. Okay, so I know this TF Blade thing set happened, but I haven't followed it at all. I've, I haven't I have followed no it at all either, it. and I don't really care. Should we care? I don't. So that's that's why I hesitated to say I don't know and I don't care because it sounds like it could be something semi-serious. So he's trolled for weeks in a row, escalates into win trading and holding games hostage, snaps and gets banned instantly. Wait, he was doing all of that, or all that stuff was happening to him? I don't know. Oh, it looks like it was happening to him, and then he snapped about it. Okay. All right, well, we don't know enough to talk about it, but at some point in time, we will talk about it if we find out enough about it. All right, anyway, should we get <laughs> We're into not calls? T- let's just be honest. We're not talking about it. Let's should get into calls. Should we get into calls? Mark, you want to yeah. explain how the show works? Yeah, so if you guys have never seen the show, uh, the way this one works is uh, it's a call-in show, so you can go ahead and join the Discord, which I'm super spamming in Twitch chat right now. Uh, go ahead, join up in the Pleb Calls voice channel when you get there. You can meet yourself once you're there. In the Pleb Topics text channel, go ahead and put it in whatever you want to talk about, who you think's getting out of the gauntlet, um, any take about Papa Smithy or whatever. Uh, go ahead and drop that in there. Uh, if I like it, I'll pull you into the waiting room. We'll hang out till it's your turn. I'll do a quick audio check to make sure things are working, and then we'll be on the show yeah and if this is your first time uh calling into the show just so you know or even if it's not if you're a sub you get access to the subtopics chat where you can put your topic in it moves a little slower and especially on a night like tonight where we don't tend to do them on wednesday so people don't know uh a pretty good chance of getting on especially if you are a sub because we do pull uh, from there Uh, but it's important we've only had one person for instance stick something on the subtopics chat you gotta sync it with discord and your twitch account to make sure you can get in there but uh, 
you know, good chance of making it in uh, as long as your topic is decent. Um, also of note, it is September. I'm going to try not to push that too hard, but uh, right now subs are 50% off on, on Twitch and I still get the full uh, drop in the bucket. So if you do that, it would be super appreciated. Anyway, uh, Mark is pulling our first callers right now. Oh, Just Casual with the one year. Thank you, Just Casual. Hope you're doing well. Hope you are doing well. Papa is Yasuo's new life coach. Says Nice Tail. I like the idea of that. <laughs> yeah. There's a thread on right now on the subreddit. I'm curious. I haven't checked it out yet. Um, <clears throat> but somebody says TFT is losing seem fast. But I, uh, I mean, that's to kind of be expected, right? Yeah, I would be down to talk about that. It's kind of hard to tell because the metrics that they're mostly using are, you know, Twitch metrics, which is the thing that happens with literally every fucking game that gets released and sees an influx of streamers not native to that game's genre. Yeah. Like, oh man, I can't believe the 5 to 10k people Josh OG always pulls didn't stick around for TFT. I thought for sure he was going to stay there forever. And now that his, his viewers are gone, I'm kind of, no. So it's, it's kind of weird, but at the same time, I also don't disagree with the sentiment um, just in terms of how I hear people I know and around me and online talking about it. So I don't know. It's all anecdotal. I'm still really shit. enjoying it. It seemed really popular at PAX, but I mean, I'm not surprised. I, I just don't, I disagree with the sentiment that, that Teamfight Tactics is dying, if that's what people are trying to say. But obviously, like, the hype is, is passing out. It'll, I think it'll just sort of plateau out, and then you'll have enough people playing it to justify its existence, but maybe nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, MDM I mean, my... says, any updates on the LPL stuff, Travis? We should have a, uh, a RNG arena tour coming out tomorrow uh, in celebration of the RNG uh, competing in finals, LPL finals, which are happening this Friday. So check that out. Do we have callers? Yep. Okay. Mark's going to go grab some people. I want to give a shout out to some folks who have subbed. Go ahead and pull that up here in just a second. Again, it is September. Thank you everyone for coming in with the subs. I really appreciate it. Um, don't have as many subs as I did around Worlds last year, so hopefully... Well, you're not as good as you were. You gotta get in your Worlds form. I, yeah, it's the Worlds form, but I think it's also just the Worlds hype. Like, I had I, at one point in time I had like four times as many subs as I do now just because everybody's tuned into all the Worlds hype stuff. Either way, yep. Thadman is here. Thadman, where are you calling from? Uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. How's Phoenix? I assume it's like boiling hot out there this week because it started to get hot in LA finally. Yeah, we sit around like 110 degrees right now. 110 degrees. Hey, Jesus. that's what Palm Springs was this weekend. I feel you, dude. Wait, was it? Yeah, well, on Saturday it was over 110. Yeah. Is there, uh, what would you like to talk about on the show tonight, Thadman? Uh, well,. I believe that uh, Clutch Gaming uh, has a really limited champ pool right now between uh, them getting uh, pretty much Rumble's the only champion that they're really, I think, successful on in top lane and Kiana in the middle. So I think if you ban those out, uh, they kind of struggle. And But I do think that they are the best seed or best team to go in as a third seed in the world. You, you would... Okay, so you think that they are a little one-dimensional in mid and top lane, but you still think they're our best chance from a, as far as a team going into Worlds is? Correct, because I think that uh, you give them time um, between now and Worlds, I think they can come up with a few more uh, different picks to kind of get them through a uh, group. 
Do you think they're going to make it through the gauntlet, or are you just saying you wish they did? I wish they did, but I don't. I don't think they'll be able to do it in the time that they've had. You know, so since if Raiders. they are not strong enough to get through the gauntlet, why would they be our best option for worlds? Um, just because I think that, like, Huni just you know, over his career, I think has been able to kind of step it up in those situations and kind of throw out those picks that most top laners don't expect. Uh, hmm. I mean, this is one that's hard for me because stylistically, I agree with you in terms of like, I think that they play more proactively in the first 15 minutes of the game from a fighting perspective versus like an objective control one, which CLG is still pretty active in. Um, and I like that uh, in a group stage versus teams that are better than them. But I do feel that if they can't beat CLG and TSM and FlyQuest, of course, then I'm not quite sure I want them representing us because... If they can't beat those teams in a best of five, you know, it does feel like you, it's it's pointless anyways. The idea that they could run this gauntlet from from the bottom, make it to Worlds while being this exciting team, I think is what excites me about the idea of them hopefully being our third seed because I'm dreaming that this is going to happen. But if they're not able to actually pull that off, while in theory I agree about the style, I don't want to send them because I would be concerned about their capabilities of beating a, a good wildcard team in a best of five then. Um, whereas if CLG is able to make it through this gauntlet, win two best of fives, and then go the Worlds, I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't really like your chances in group stage, but you'll probably get through the playing stage pretty healthily. Yeah, I like what you said there, Mark, about sort of seeing them make it through the gauntlet, because I do think that Clutch is a team that, you know, people didn't even think was going to be able to get to playoffs, and right. then they were in the third, fourth place match, and they they barely didn't make it to, I mean, I don't know, it, it was an interesting enough uh, series. And so the idea that they could just like keep getting better and better and better, and then like as if they've just slowly been solving all these problems. And so if they make it through the gauntlet, what does that mean about their potential for what the form right. they could be in at Worlds? Yeah. So. Yeah, but I, I still think that you know seeing them push TL do a five game, you know, best of five, and also pushing CLG there kind of shows you that they kind of have the ability to you know, kind of throw teams off a little bit. And that's why I think why they seem so good at Worlds. Would you, who do you think will stop them from making it out of the gauntlet? Uh, CLG. I think they'd beat TSM if they made it that far, 100%. Oh, TSM just isn't looked on form right now. A lot of people uh, in the Riot office uh, are also in that kind of assumption that the real finals is being played Saturday. Um, with the assumption being that the, the TSM match will probably go to whoever wins saturday i don't know mark do we have a caller in the queue about to talk about tsm or should we just talk about here we we got we got a tsm guy lined okay, up okay well i'm excited about it anyway yeah. I, I i still think um you know to, to go back to thab man's point about clutch not making it out i do actually kind of favor clutch to get out even though it is very hard it's a very grueling schedule um the nice thing is that they should pick up a best of five win to get some extra momentum heading into saturday's match by beating up on FlyQuest, which is hopefully not difficult. Hopefully they build some some swagger off that, and then they go into that series. And then I think uh, I'm on the same page as well. You know, if Clutch can get past CLG, they'll beat TSM. But I think, in a way, it felt like Clutch had more to learn from that series than CLG did. CLG also learned a lot by, like, um, you know, being like, okay, let's not try and play Kiana or Diana into their Kiana and stuff like that. Let's just play... Oriana, like everyone said, we should have been doing this entire goddamn time. But I think there are a lot more things. That's like just 
not overthinking like yeah clg you shouldn't have overthought it for clutch you know the karma pick was i think supposed to be their third pick of like you know really obvious top laners between gp um I'm blanking uh rumble and and then karma being the third but it didn't work out so they'll have time to adjust and hopefully come up with another power pick because when you have such clear power picks if you can just add one more to the stack it's like you know the straw that breaks the camel's back where suddenly like it's too hard to really draft against them and ban them all out i think that's what they were trying to do with karma but it just never won and now hopefully they can go back and reassess it and be like okay we should ditch the karma uh except in certain situations so i'm hopeful that this means clutch has a lot more things that they can be learning here and they can take that uh for the series because i do think that they can match up skill wise just fine um yeah i think it's one of those funny things where like i always think about this because i the from the org perspective like let's say because i kind of agree with you i somehow still favor clutch a little bit over clg just like a little bit of a gut instinct right and i think the mm -hmm. fact that cg keeps getting better and better but like I just, it's so funny because I know that somebody from CLG would be like, what the hell? We literally beat them. Yeah, I know. Just a week ago, people are still th saying that we're going to fail, you know, or like a thread on the CLG subreddit. So I always kind of think about it from that perspective, too, where it's just like, it is kind of crazy. How can they not believe us? Yeah, it's kind of crazy that they've proven they can beat Clutch just a week ago. And yet my impulse is still that Clutch can, I don't know, maybe it's their name, Clutch it out uh, at the end of this. So it's just, it's kind of a funny situation, but... I I kind of want to say it's like fifty five forty five clutch. Yeah, it's definitely close. I don't. It's it's very debatable either way, but I I do kind of lean towards towards clutch. I think just because it was already so close, and I think that like I said, they have more yeah. things that they have an easier list of things to improve on. I think than CLG. But uh, I know we're going to get to the TSM caller in a second, so I'll just say really quickly, like, I know that we're talking about all this stuff and we're, all this is just being discussed, and then it's going to end up in a highlight reel on the TSM subreddit whenever TSM makes it through like they always seem to fucking, do. Fucking do it, TSM fans. You won't. Yeah. If TSM makes it through, I mean, damn. Well, either way, I don't want to jump ahead to that, but I do, I do yeah. think it's a funny thing. Thadman, do you have anything you want to say as we uh, move on to the next caller? Um, no, I think that's it. Right. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, have a good one. Right, moving along to mm -hmm. the next caller. Uh, Chicken Picker, Girlish, Menace, Technoweeb, Dabbing Dad69, Gilno, Sarker, Smoke Dog, Evangelo, Insulin Shots, I Love You Chat, Hayim, Arrow, Tempest for one year. We got Saisons here. Saisons, where are you calling from? Hi, I'm from Palm Beach, Florida. Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So I think TSM is going to win the gauntlet, go to Worlds, but Bjergsen is still going to leave. I, lo I love how the Bjergsen's going to leave me. We can't escape this conversation. Every episode we have a... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a different yeah. setup, but then it ends with, yeah, and then yeah. Bjergsen leaves TSM. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, the next week it's going to be like, all right, TSM made it through. I think that they're going to go forward. They're going to get through groups and they're going to surprise everyone by winning the world championships. And that will be Bjergsen retiring at the end of it. Uh, no, <laughs> so Saisons, first off, let's just start with the gauntlet. Why do you think that they're going to get through gauntlet? So I think CLG has clutch figured out and they're going to beat clutch, but then I think TSM is going to beat why why is tsm over clg because isn't didn't 
CLG win. Did they win both matches against TSM this split, Mark? Uh, I would need to check. I don't actually remember. I know they won one. They won yeah, one. I know they won at least the one. I don't know if they won both. But they might have won the most recent one. I'm checking. Either way, why, do you, think, calm down. why do you think they're going to take it, Saisons, uh, over CLG? I think they've had a lot of time to prep. I think that's going to play a big factor. They also have a lot of uh, viewing material between third place match and the match that's going to take place on a lot of earring material. Okay. So then, why, why TSM? Why TSM over CLG? Yeah. Didn't you just answer that? Oh, I sorry. Did, I might have. I meant to ask why CLG over Clutch, but uh, I see what oh, you're, saying. Okay. you're saying TSM yeah. over TSM over CLG because they've had a long time to get better and they've got the the ability to research and figure it out. And they watched maybe the CLG CG game last week. Yeah. Gotcha. I think CLG over Clutch because I think they got the number based off the best of five in the third place map. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, it's hard to debate the CLG over Clutch. Like we were saying, you know, it's 50-50. It's, it's not a five-game series. It's really close. So, like, you know, could easily be true. Uh, TSM over CLG, though, feels hard for me to, to kind of rally behind we talked about it on the dive a bunch of us reno tapping people at different teams with scrim information being like you know how is csm looking since it's been so long since we've seen them the the insight i got from a couple different people was they're okay in scrims the their laning phase seems like people are playing pretty well um, but that's what scrims are kind of geared towards and like i don't think people were concerned that tsm's laning phase was just complete garbage that wasn't really the concern around the team so I don't know how optimistic to really be about TSM. Um, they do have a lot of prep time, which I think would help them a lot if they were actually going up against Clutch. Uh, because Clutch, like we said, relied on a lot of those picks. TSM were the first people to kind of get slammed by them in playoffs. Uh, and so maybe that series is a lot closer. If they have all this prep time, they'd be like, this is what they're good at. And so I definitely buy that that argument about clutch, but for CLG, they have much wider champion pools. Um, and they're a team that wins less with like specific champion picks and matchups and more about objective control, grinding you out, playing the map better, picking the right fights and skirmishes, um, you know, moving around the map and taking turrets and stuff like that, which feels more stable. And it's not something where you're like, aha, they picked Caitlyn and they pushed turrets. I am now prepared for this. Like, you know, they do that with every champ if they can. Um, I feel like it's less of a a champ specific strategy for winning. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. It's just, for me. I'm split on this because it just it does feel like TSM just kind of fell apart at the end of the split, and we talked about that on last week's episode. Uh, some uh, with or was it? Yeah, it was last week that we had amazing on, right? Yep, I week. think so. Either way, uh, so we talked about that. But I, I think it's hard to say with TSM always because it does feel like if if we were having this conversation last year, TSM always made worlds, right? And they always figured out a way to make it work. And I still feel like the organization has that within them. You still have some really strong players there in different roles. Obviously, they're not as top tier as they have been in the past. So it's like, it's hard for me because I could totally see a world where like, suddenly they just show up 
on the gauntlet day and everyone has voted them out and they, they just like crush it, you know? <laughs> Oy. And, I mean, especially I, cause like the last time we saw them was when they first brought in the new jungler and you know, like that, that was a whole disaster, but it's been several weeks since then. So who knows what sort of form and what problems they've been able to solve since. Yeah. yeah and I mean, no, oh, sorry, you go ahead. Yeah, That's another thing. They had an entire month to synergize with, uh, speak a lot. I think that's also going to play a factor. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll be better than what we saw previously. The problem was the loss that they suffered to Clutch Gaming in that best of three, best of five, excuse me, wasn't close. You know, it wasn't like, ooh, TSM were right there with them and then it, it slipped away or, or something. You can, you can make the point like I was making against Clutch about how, you know, maybe it was a bad read on what you needed to ban versus Clutch and they were uh, not fast enough to react to that stuff, which is why I said maybe versus clutch that's true, but versus CLG I don't I don't see it. Um, but in terms of improving as a team, I'm concerned about exactly how much they can improve in a month in this weird situation, um, because it's not like they played some random preseason games or tournament that don't matter and and they're still figuring it out. You know, it's like this is a month to, to figure it out. After your team has gone through a lot of turnover, been struggling, your morale is probably not very high. Uh, it does feel like a more stressed situation to look for a quick improvement in a month compared to, I don't know, you know, just at the start of a split randomly or, or like I said, some preseason stuff. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think we'll have to see. You're, I still would not expect them to get through the gauntlet, even though, I mean, the... What is funny is they are just one best of five away from Worlds, right? Which is, they are the closest, technically speaking, of any of the North American teams right now to Worlds. Everybody else has to get through these other, uh, at least at least two best of fives, and Clutch's case, three. And so it is kind of like, okay, just win three games. That's all you guys need to do, and you're at Worlds. So there's a there's a good, you know, good story going there for the, that those players, but... Uh, I don't know. We're going to have to see what happens. Okay, but you don't think they're going to make it to... Wait, did you say they make it to Worlds, but then Bjergsen leaves anyway? Yes. Okay. Well, before we before we dive into that, Travis, what do you think the reaction is of them making it? You know, we have all this storyline and stuff everyone's been talking about between CLG and Clutch, probably being the third team, yada, yada, yada. Everyone's super down on TSM. What do you think the reaction is when, like, boom, they still make it? TSM, CLG fans... Okay, so... There's still a small group of CLG fans, you know. They're on the CLG subreddit. They've just they're beaten down. They're depressed. They can't. There's just they struggle. And this year they finally started to get that hope, right? And they're starting to believe. And they've always had to go head to head with the TSM fans, and TSM fans who are notoriously obnoxious will just come out and destroy the CLG fans, you know, like the TSM fans who've been quiet. Oh like, yeah. You know, cause like, I think that's like the TSM fans generally, because they're the fans that are just the type of fan that will just go to whatever team has been winning the most. And so like, I think that's why TSM had all those fans over those years. Um, you know, like they, they've been quiet, right? Cause they don't know how to behave in a situation where their team doesn't make it to worlds. And so I think, you know, if TSM makes it to Worlds, they just suddenly come out in force. Like, they've got all this pent-up energy from the past year, and they just, like, tar and feather the CLG fans and drive them down the streets of Reddit in a wagon to be embarrassed in front of everyone. So 
I kind of agree with that take, but I think the problem will be the entire rest of the community will be on CLG side. I don't think people are suddenly going to become excited about TSM's prospects. Oh, like maybe um, they become like the Hunter T. Uh, right. That's year. what I think might happen. Oh, that's a where... really good point. I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah, because I think I think TSM fans will do exactly what you said about like, oh, they always doubted us. No one ever believed fucking poser loser you know like that kind of approach yeah. but i think the other fans would be like shut up you guys sucked you still suck you just got lucky and now you're gonna go to worlds and you're probably not gonna make it through playing stage yeah but i need different I, voices for fans i think the difference is gonna be that 100 thieves won last year because they skid by on points but this year if TSM were to make it through the gauntlet, then they would have earned their spot at Worlds, regardless of their... Mm, well, but except for the I... fact that they... Okay, yes, kind of, but also people will still complain that they only had to win one best of five because of the point system from Spring. Better than not winning any best of five. Well, Definitely true. True, yes. I still, I just still just don't think a single best of five is enough to convince most fans right now that they... Are our third best team and would best represent us at Worlds. It might not turn as much into a they don't deserve to go discussion as it was with 100 Thieves for some people, um, but I think it will equally be a I wish it wasn't them. Right. Right. Uh, okay, so wait, let's just, and we'll wrap up your take, which was they go to Worlds, but then Bjergsen still leaves. Why? So I don't think they make it out of Roof. And I think that's going to be a big factor. Into... They do they make it through play-ins? I think they do make it through play-ins, though. I mean, I would think so. I would hope so. Okay, I would so hope so. If not, the subreddit is just going to blow up and they're they're done. So, they but in your world, they don't make it out of groups. And what, just the, the crushing defeat is what sends Bjergsen out of TSM? No, I actually think it's because TSM will have to go in a rebuild process next and there's not a lot of free agency. And his contract's up this year, so I don't know, Papa Steve he's got a lot of money over there. You think he joins TL? I do. If he goes anywhere, I think he only goes to TL in NA. I I think he goes to 100T before he goes to TL. Because I don't think TL will switch out Jensen. Yeah, I think I feel like TL is probably too happy with, with Jensen's performance. He's been good this year. You know, I can say in you know quotes, better than Bjergsen. You know, he's had a much better team, so he hasn't been under the same stress. So it's kind of hard to compare one-to-one. But I'm not like, man, if TL just had Bjergsen, they'd be so much better. I think they'd largely still be the same team. Not don't to mention, think... I get the feeling that... So Peter always has a lot of roster control on the teams that he's on until he doesn't have it anymore, right? Or like whatever Aphromu boots him. Or I I suspect that Bjergsen... I don't think Doublelift would have been removed from TSM unless Bjergsen was okay with it. I don't I don't know. This is speculation, by the way. This is not Travis Gafford in the know knowing a bunch of stuff about... about it's not like this is the Aphromu thing where I was like... Beauty lies! Kicked Peter, right? But like the expose of Travis Gafford. If you're Peter, you probably think in your mind, like, okay, I might have still been on TSM if Bjergsen had put up a big fight. So maybe you blame Reggie a lot for it, but maybe part of you blames Bjergsen. And now you're on TL, 
and you still have like a lot of, or you have, you have a lot of weight and Steve comes to you and says, Hey, we're thinking about Bjergsen over Jensen. What do you think? And you just had this, maybe like you, you, let's say they make it to, let's say they make it to quarters. That it's the first time, like, I'm not even going to be ambitious here. They, they don't, and it's not like they make it to semis. Let's just say they make it out of quarters. It's the first time Peter's ever made it out of groups at Worlds. And TSM doesn't. And Jensen seemingly outperformed Bjergsen for a lot of the year. And you've got this little thing in the back of your mind that's like, maybe I wasn't on TSM anymore because of Bjergsen. You say at that point in time, yeah, let's remove Jensen for Bjergsen? I don't know. Well, I mean, even beyond the, the TL point, whatever, uh, do you think Bjergsen leaves uh, TSM? Fuck. I think it would have to be a very convincing offer and a line for him to leave TSM. Yeah, I, I think if they make Worlds, this this Bjergsen leaving TSM theory is kaput. I just, uh, the problem is you we're only thinking about it from one direction. So, okay, I've been back and forth on this. So I've heard rumors that, uh, like, either Bjergsen has equity or is possibly going to get equity, and that, that would potentially keep him on TSM, right? But I have also, one, I, I think the contract database still says his contract is up. And if you're Reggie, I feel like you are trying to get him to sign before free agency. So why hasn't he signed yet? And two, I don't know. I'm very curious what Hunter T does next year. Because I think the only place he goes is Hunter T, right? Like, I don't think Cloud9 is going to... I don't think Bjergsen and Cloud9 is like a... I mean, crazier things have happened, right? Like, Peter ended up on TSM after being on CLG. But... I just don't see it. I think Niski's done pretty good this split. And I don't think Jack makes those types of moves, right? He's more about growing talent than about acquiring, like, the super big name. So, and I can't imagine Bjergsen going to any other team. So what if you go, what if you're Papa Smithy and you go to Bjergsen and you say, like, hey, we're going to... I'm Papa Smithy. I'm Papa Smithy. And we're going to let you do a bunch of the stuff you want to do with this roster. Like, what would it take? Uh, maybe you do it. Maybe. Yeah, doesn't seem like a bad proposition. I mean, can we think, do you think, between the three of us, okay, I know you said TL, uh, our friend. Alright, you but, convinced me. But do you go think, to yeah, okay, so you think 100. Do you think, is, is, can we think of any other team that we think he could go to? Um, I mean, I don't know what the situation is with CLG, but it feels like they've had. I feel like I've heard rumors that they would have a hard time financially being able to go yeah. to ta uh, go to bat with other teams. So, while that's maybe the only other org that jumps out in terms of prestigiousness, they do feel like they're lacking um, the finances. Because I, I do think Bjergsen cares about. As much as he does talk about wanting to win and all that stuff, I, I, I can't imagine that that's the only like. You know, I, th I think he wouldn't want to join a team like FlyQuest, which has like no right. clout or anything that's going to help his career beyond maybe they're another team that can he can hard carry somewhere. You right. know, this like, guy grew up on TSM, the biggest brand in North America. It's hard to imagine him going to like itty bitty brand. Yeah, I'm with you there. So the only thing we Europe's can always is an option, T. but hundred yeah, because unless... we don't think CLG will cough up the money for it. Other than Europe, yeah, it feels like it. Yeah. 
He could do Europe. That's true. But we've talked about it in the past, and you don't think that any of the European teams would want, or any of the major European teams would want him. Uh, yeah, none of the ones that have a shot of winning the title. And then that kind of defeats the point of Bjergsen wanting to join them to win because right. it's just the same story now, North, but in Europe instead of North America. Right. Um, but that's we, we've talked about that theory enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. I think that's, that's it for the call. Yeah, uh, Sason, is anything you want to say as we move on to the next caller? No, thanks for having me on. It's yeah, a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. It was a fun take. All right. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break right now to talk about our sponsor. One of the two that we have on the show tonight. There's an Alienware box behind me. That's here because today I received my new M15 uh, notebook replacing the previous M15 that I received. They spoil me. They spoil me. I got a new laptop from them a year ago less than a year ago and already we got this baby um an embarrassment of riches yes exactly uh actually i was just with them in pax this past weekend uh and i got to see in in person their new aurora uh, gaming desktop uh the new monitors that they've recently announced they basically refreshed um almost everything that they they make within the past couple of months and it was pretty cool to see the bigger thing, though, is that right now, and this is why if you're thinking about getting something soon, or maybe you just want to look at, like, they've got crazy deals right now because of Intel Gamer Days, which is like a promotion that Intel runs with its partners uh, during this time of the year. And there's also the Labor Day stuff that's happening on their site. And you can stack that with my discount code, which is uh, alienware.com slash Travis. You go there and you put Travis 10 off in the checkout, you get another 10% off. So there's some crazy stuff where you can get like a uh, 9700 i7 with a 2070. Uh, actually, even bigger than that. Um, you can get something with a 2080 for super, like it's just everything's priced down so much right now on their website. Um, in fact, I've been seeing a bunch of like news websites, gaming websites pop up with these articles that are just like, now's the time to buy something and Alienware's got crazy good deals right now. So look, all I'm saying is, even, even if you don't go to Alienware.com slash Travis, which would be super helpful for me, you know, just going over there, checking out some of their stuff uh, and using Travis 10 off if you do do that, uh, go look at some of the articles that people are running about the deals right now on the Alienware website. Because uh, with Intel Gamer Days and all that stuff, it's just a, an amazing time to buy a gaming desktop. You know, I think a lot of people like to build and I get that, you know, I built for many years, but honestly some of the stuff that you can get um i know it's not travis 10 off but at least one of their computers some of their computers by the way right now they've got a promo code above it that says save an extra 17 percent off with igd 17 which is the, the intel gamer days uh code so you get 17 percent off stuff that's already discounted a ton and some of their other stuff they're running a visa gift card where you get like a 200 dollar visa prepaid card so just the whole point is like this stuff is bonkers. Um, I think, you know, run run the numbers. If you are somebody that likes to build your own thing, maybe maybe I'll be surprised and you can build something out for this. But I think because Intel does um, this kind of promo thing with their partners, it makes it really competitive with custom builds. So I just, look, I just go check it out, see what's going on. Maybe you're listening to the podcast after some of the stuff has ended, but I know that um, other deals are going to be going on for a long time. So anyway, go check it out. Travis 10 off 
Also, keep an eye out for the Intel Gamer Days code. Uh, would love you to see this stuff. And again, thank you so much to Alienware for making uh, so much of the, what I do possible. Anyway, we'll move on to the next caller. Alrighty then. To grab them. Couple quick shout outs to. Where are we? Uh, we already said Arrow Tempest, Mama's Cupcakes, Tomax of Dagger Spine for four months, Airy Waddle 19, Sold Out Napkin, Just Casual for a whole year, Yu Gi Oh No, Boomcan 90, Purple Ray Q, and Kylo Zen. We've got our next caller in Space Pope 20K. Welcome to the show. Where are you calling from, Space Pope? Hey, Travis. I'm calling from Flint, Michigan. How's it I, going, bud? I know where you're calling from. I just uh, wanted to ask again. Uh, how was finals for you? Uh, it was really good. You actually were super busy, and I didn't want to be, like, the annoying fan to bother you. So I just, like, you know, let you be. You could. Uh, you should have said hi, because I would have known that it was you. And I think, can we refresh how you ended up there at the show? Because I think, I'm not trying to, to pat the show on the back here, but I think it is really cool, the story um, that ended up bringing you to LCS Finals uh, a week and a half ago. Yeah, so um, um, I have called into the show a few times, and uh, I live in like the Michigan area. Finals came to Detroit. That's pretty wild. I didn't expect that, especially after we just had, what was it, St. Louis or like a different Midwest-like right. event, you know? Um, and pretty much all of my friends got tickets and were able to go and I just like couldn't stretch the money to do it. Um, and I was nervous about it selling out and just like cost and everything like that. And I came onto the show and one of your viewers like messaged um, the chat saying that he was willing to sponsor my ticket to go to go with my friends. And uh, we were able to touch base um, and he's cleared me like shouting him out for this by his Twitch handle. So it's uh, like SACDMB, S-A-C-D-M-B. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and so I was able to go to finals. Um, I try not to be, like, a, a, just in general with things, like a Starstruck fan. So, like, you see, like, Amazing or Yasuo or, like, you guys, uh, like, walking around and stuff, and I just kind of, like, <laughs> want people to do their own thing, you know? But uh, finals was pretty rad. I was only a few sections away from all my friends, and uh, I never thought I'd be able to see something like that, like, being a fan of League for 10 years now, pretty much. Uh, in like my hometown, so that's fucking cool. That's so cool, dude. <laughs> I'm really happy that that happened, and I think it's really cool that somebody uh, from from the show ended up hooking you up. I think what's really rewarding for me, and uh, you know, I don't want to speak for Mark, but I think one of the things that we really wanted to do with the show is have a show that was a little different from some of the the others out there, and had maybe a bit of more of a community feel. And so the fact that you know a call-in show where people get to have their voices heard we had somebody from the show actually reach out to a caller and hook them up, uh, just a member of a community working with another person. So um, I think I think that's really cool. So anyway, congratulations on that. Um, what did you want to talk about on the show, though? Um, so I wanted to talk about the Papa Smithy and 100 Thieves move. Um, I could come in here and just, you know, talk about Bjergsen and TSM, but I feel like uh, we've already covered that. Uh, and it's good to give other people a chance to kind of share their feelings on that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, so what did you want to talk about with the Papa Smithy thing specifically? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> it's a two-pronged take. So I think this is a really great move for Papa Smithy. Um, uh, the LCK viewership from Western audiences specifically is down. Not to say LCK is not being viewed. It is very popular. But like um, 
like me as a fan, right? With the LPL and the LCK being at weird times, it's hard to catch the matches live. Sometimes you only catch certain VODs, blah, blah, the teams you like. So, so for him and his brand, for Papa Smithy himself, going to something like 100 Thieves is big. That's like a shocking move. So it's going to draw a lot of attention. It's going to draw a lot of buzz. And if he wants to get into like out of casting and more into the professional side on that, on that end, right? Like being a GM of a team, that's a crazy start, right? There's, you're not putting in your dues from the ground up. Like you're just going straight into the GM role. But for 100 Thieves, this is a big question mark ping to me. I don't know uh, if this even helps their org. Wow. Okay. Uh, I This is exciting to hear uh, just this take because I, I thought you were going to, I thought you were like, this is big for Papa Smithy and it's great for 100T, but you're saying you're not sure if this is, if this is going to make sense. Yeah, so uh, I'm not trying to shit on Papa Smithy or anything. Uh, I think he's a great personality. I've even like watched his VOD reviews and stuff like that as he's done more analytical things, uh, stuff that he can't share on the desk and everything. Like he has a good mind about the game. I'm not discrediting that, but the GM role within specifically a League of Legends esports team is not a glamorous role, right? Like what Artris does for TL is like, I I don't know if like maybe Papa Smithy knows what he's signing up for or like what 100 Thieves uh, wants from somebody in this position because I know before probably had like a huge say over roster and uh, I'm not again you're comparing like apples and oranges almost like does a caster or a, a former pro player and coach know more about what the roster should have so it's just weird to me like on the 100 Thieves side I'm not saying it's good or bad I just am confused and don't know <laughs> So, okay, I guess, can you elaborate on what you mean? Because you've mentioned that you don't think that the role is good, uh, a good well, one to be in, but why Why is that? I, I just don't think it's a glamorous role. That's, that's what I said. I, it's not that it's an undervalued or an underappreciated role, but, like, the work that Parth does or, like, Artris does or, like, the, the GMs for these teams, I think are just different than what, like, an analyst will bring you or what a head coach will bring you. And... I don't know, because I'm not in 100 Thieves, and I'm not Papa Smithy, so it's not at that table, and they talked about that. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what kind of the expectations and, um, from either side really are from one another, right. and like what they're going to be able to accomplish with this. Mark, I don't know if you... I, uh, I'm kind of in the same boat, to be honest. Um... From the Papa Smithy side, I agree. Like you're joining one of the most popular brands in North America right now, um, with a lot of upside to continue to grow, uh, and it feels like they're they're making mostly the right moves, even if when they make a step backwards, like what happened last year at Worlds, let's say, uh, they were still one of the most popular orgs, I believe. Uh, they were like fourth on that list of team earnings through other. Uh, the things, the, the yeah, purchases. Yeah, the, the merch and their apparel and everything is incredible. Nobody can deny that. So, yeah. Right. So, that all seems to be true. Um, and for 100 Thieves, on a you know public-facing level, it's also a really good pickup. Papa Smithy is probably the fourth, third, second, first most beloved caster uh, in the league scene. And you just get to get that guy on your payroll. Uh, it gets a lot of attention to you, a lot of goodwill. Uh, so, like, from a PR angle, I see how it works really well for both of them. On a logistical day-to-day -day operations level, I'm, I'm with you, dude. Like, I don't 
I wasn't at the table either. I don't know what the, the agreement was, but what is, what's the plan here? Like, is he just doing like, is he more biz dev oriented or is he more hands-on oriented? Cause GM role is not actually that well-defined in the league scene right now, quite like it is in pro scenes where like GM puts the roster together and does a lot of that stuff. But it seems like also very front office-y. Uh, whereas GMs in the league often feel like super hands-on with the team, not just helping with roster decisions, but like actually running the team yeah. in in room, which is not true. So, or so, not true of traditional sports. So that's where I stand. I'm like, I don't know what the deal was. Papa Smithy's background prior to being a, a league analyst um, was a behavioral psychologist at a school or something or, or something like that, I believe. I don't want to uh, misrepresent it. So it was something along those lines, um, which is not, you know, synonymous with biz dev or anything along those lines. We're not at a point where there's necessarily tons of biz dev people qualified enough in league to be able to be like, that was a better choice. So it's hard to really criticize the move in any way, but just like, yeah, I'm definitely with Space Pope where I'm just like, I don't know. It kind of just makes me go, it sounds really cool in theory. Yeah, it sounds exciting. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited because Papa's in NA now. Woohoo! 100 yeah. Thieves Papa! Woo! What did we just do, actually? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that's, I, I mean, I'm so, totally with you. Yeah, I, okay, I share a lot of the skepticism. By the way, just as a reference, in the ESPN article, which is, I think, the only thing where they've really talked about it, about him coming over... Um, it's mostly focuses on his time in Korea, but he does say, or it does say in here that he can use his skills, knowledge, and relationships he created through the last five years of casting, but also his psychology background could be utilized in the new role. So the psychology thing uh, makes me think that he is thinking more about things from like a roster and team perspective than like his dev, I mean, for instance. Yeah, but that seems, I mean... That seems more coaching, you know? That, that seems like coaching or, or manager, not really GM. Right. But maybe that's just, once again, the fact that the title of GM is kind of un- misused in esports. Right. But, um, okay, so first let me say this. I'm happy he is there because before yes. then, they had announced that, I don't know how many people in the league scene know this, but there's this guy named Melk, Malk, Jacob Toft Anderson. Malk who got hired as the VP of esports for hundred thieves. And he's been around the league scene kind of for a while. The last time he was in the league scene, uh, well actually, so he was S- he worked at optic. He was SVP of operation operations for infinite esports, which was the company that owned optic and Houston outlaws, by the way, that whole thing just burned up in a giant fire. <laughs> and then he, was involved with Shulk, and I believe it was Shulk that was the one that got relegated while he was casting at TI, because he's mostly like a Dota person. And I like just lost so much respect for this individual when the team that he was involved in got relegated from a league while he was casting for another game. It's just like, what are you even doing? So anyway, whenever, so he got announced as, uh, joining hundred thieves on June 14th, I believe. And whenever he got announced, I was just like, Oh, how did this person end up at hundred thieves? Cause I like people shit on or think that I shit on hundred thieves all the time. And it, there was some comment recently where it was like, Travis can't say anything good about hundred thieves. 
I actually respect hundred and I've said this a million times before, but I'll say it again. I respect Hundred Thieves a ton. I think they have some of the smartest minds in the industry over there. And John Robinson, who a lot of people don't know, uh, oh, I love yeah. runs are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um you you were saying you like him? Yeah. Yeah. Super, super smart guy. I think one of the best assets that the league has. So that's why I was really surprised when this other guy got picked up and got announced as like VP of esports or no what like he was going to be involved on the competitive side essentially and i'm like this guy is not the person so i'm really happy that now papa smithy is there and is handling the competitive side of the league because it means this guy won't hopefully be too involved and that's going to be really good for 100 thieves um the the concern i have so a couple things i disagree with you guys that like it's actually just 100 a good thing for papa smithy i think there's a ton of upside there but also, my concern for him would be, what if next year things aren't better for 100 Thieves? And now this person who right now has a ton of credibility is like a really smart, analytical person who understands a ton about League is like builds this a roster or is involved in something that just falls apart, right? Like, I feel like that could I, be a credibility hit. I, I know what you're saying, but for how long people kick around the League scene while sucking, I have no doubt that Papa Smithy, who doesn't suck, can recover from a bad first outing as a GM in the league scene, even if it doesn't go well. I I mean, you you know how many people have 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 been around just in the league scene over the years who probably should not have stuck around as long as they were able to, right? Right. Yeah, and he always can fall back on casting, like a Nod Dog is saying in chat. Like, yeah, but don't you feel like if the team falls apart and then he goes back to casting i'm sure there'd be some people but i do feel like there would be a credibility like it's it's one thing to talk about okay you and i both know there are, are and i am by the way an idiot when it comes to league of legends analysis right but even i know that there are some people that this community thinks is incredible uh, like these genius minds but you talk to other casters or you talk to the players and they're like, this person has no idea. They're just good at talking. And so everyone believes them, right? I'm not saying, by the way, at all that that's Papa Smithy. But I am saying that, like, it is it is an interesting, like, you, when yeah, you but have that's... the trust of the community and the credibility from stuff that you've talked about, and you risk, there's a chance of you risk, like, you're betting your reputation, essentially, if it's like, now I'm going to take everything I've talked about and you have to apply it, you know? Yeah, I know what you're saying, but like your point kind of proves itself that there are these people in the scene who, you know, <laughs> you know, people in the scene you're saying don't respect what the public doesn't know, so they're fine. That's exactly my point. That you're still fine, even if you even if you go in there and you fuck up, you know, like chances are the esports people don't do their due diligence that well, or they, you know, someone's willing to take a risk again on on someone. Or the you know he does an interview and he says what he what happened, and he spins it very well, mm. and no one's going to correct him because no one's going to come out from a hundred thieves and drag his name. They didn't even do that to any of the players when they like with the Medios and and Cody Sun situations and stuff like that. So like even if this blows up in his face, I guarantee you he'll be okay. I guess I just feel like he. Okay, I'm not saying he's out of the league scene. I'm just saying I do think. I think it's a bet. You have to, in order to take this job, you have to bet on the fact that, like, you you didn't just talk about this stuff. You knew what you were talking about. And by the way, right. so, by the way, Papa Smithy, I, I like him a lot as a caster, and I've never heard anyone say he doesn't know what he's talking about. All right? There's other people that I've heard people say that about, 
Never, yeah, we're not I talking about God, Papa. Never heard that about Papa. I'm just, but I do think there's a credibility uh, risk for him because there are things out of his control that could happen that people would blame him for, and then you know he could end up in in. Uh, I don't know, Mark. You seem to think people are more forgiving than I do in this community. I think you know maybe forgiving is not the right word, but people seem to stick around even when they shouldn't. That's true. Uh, and so, so someone who should be sticking around, who deserves to be, or like has proven their worth already, and Papa probably isn't going to get burned on his first failure. Uh, I do agree, like you're saying that there's some risk, but that's like that's true. Like every time we open our mouths, you know, like as public I, I, figures, you know, we're I we're constantly for... under scrutiny. So it's not like like scrutiny is new to Papa. Right. That's true. Yeah. I I think for Papa Smithy, this is like a relatively low risk bet. Because yeah. all you have to do is better than they just did, which is um, not that much. Tenth you know? and eighth. You yeah, don't think exactly. people will be holding him to a higher standard than that? But hear me out. So let's say they even just skirt into playoffs, right? Because the top, uh, if you exclude the top two teams from the league, and there's like <laughs> this big discrepancy of the middle of the road teams, and then you've got like the bottom like two teams, right? So... Um, most of these middle-of-the-road teams, like, the other four spots in playoffs are, like, actually pretty competitive, uh, or at least in summer split they were this time. So if you can um, push through that and you can hit even, like, fifth or sixth place and get into playoffs, right, his first split there, um, that's already, like, an improvement from where uh, they were. And the reason this maintains, like, the viability of a low-risk bet is, let's say, with the roster they have, right, they make no changes, um, you can say we weren't able to get anybody else, or let's say they do make a change and they, God forbid, bring Saligo back up or they go after like Golden Glue or, you know, 100 Thieves Bjergsen if this is like that happens or something. But let's say they, they're they only able to go after somebody like, um, you know, Golden Glue, which would be perceived as an upgrade, but is still really not proven on like a top like level, you know, um, and you're still then able to have that fallback and say, well, this is the the best uh, move that we could make with the roster. And so there's kind of a limit on expectation to how far they can go, right? Like if, if 100 Thieves don't nab Bjergsen out of, uh, like like pulling a rabbit out of a hat or just, you know, by some miracle Poe Belters, like, I'm done with FlyQuest. Like 100 Thieves really have a limited uh, NA native talent pool to really go from. And so you, you you have like a limit of expectation, or at least should be a limit of expectation from fans towards the roster. Uh, uh, Papa Smithy gets to come over, and if they if he changes nothing and the team just naturally does better because they're going to start with the roster they have instead of where they started, right? Because they had a if you exclude, I think it was like the first two or three weeks or something like that, they had a much better record uh, once they brought amazing into things. So even if they just kept this roster and got into playoffs, it looks good for Papa Smithy. And he could even go, you know what? General managing isn't for me, but now that I'm in NA, do you guys have any casting positions open? Like there's all sorts of cool moves that he can do where he's just in like, like LCS is his oyster now. And like, I, I, I still don't know what hundred these, you know? <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I'm, I'm with you, dude. Like Papa, like, I don't know what's going to happen on the analyst test next year. I never do. Uh, but I guarantee you, Papa Smithy is going to make an appearance at some point. <laughs> you oh, yeah. Know, like, oh, yeah. He's going to be there. So, like, to your point, yeah, he has all these different um, opportunities Avenues. available yeah. to him. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, I feel like the bar is low, like you're saying. Um, 
I don't think it's that, you know, he's going to have other people around too. And he's been around the scene. He's not going to be like completely, uh, like moronic, I think. And so he'll make a, a couple good moves probably. And the team was, had a bad year. And so no matter what, it should do better next year. And then, you know, a lot of that will get credit to him fairly. Uh, and I think it's, it's pretty easy to go up and up. Uh, I think, uh, so I, uh, maybe, yes. What I mean, we've talked about the, on the Papa Smithy side. I do think I, I've heard some people say, I mean, you guys kind of said this, right? Like, is this the right move for hundred thieves? I don't know. Cause I don't know what Papa Smithy's capabilities are enough. I do agree with the idea that like, just because you can talk like, just because you can talk about the game and you can understand it doesn't necessarily mean that that makes you a good manager. Um, like, well, I don't know what his his background is on term in terms of like a business perspective or a management perspective. I will say though, I do think it is actually very hard to find somebody who can fit. Like, I don't know if there's a better option. Like, yep. If if I'm unsure about Papa Smithy, which again I think there's a chance he does really well here. But if I'm like, well, he understands the game, but does he understand the management side? It's sort of like, okay, that is a thing that you could say, but who does understand both, right? Like who, where yeah. is this like mysterious person who's both run a division of a company, but also understands league on a, on a huge level. I mean, the person is Reginald who runs TSM. You're not going to get him to be your TSM or your Well, GM, and so. Reggie, Reggie learned business. He came from league and learned right. business. It seems like what we have seen from esports thus far, it's much easier to take a competent person in esports and train them in the things that they need to learn than take someone outside esports and teach them esports and hope it works out. It right. feels like, and, and the, maybe you're hundred thieves and you are like, well, we've got um, like John Robinson, like they have a strong other than support staff. The yeah, I talked about. Uh, I think they've got a really smart side side up on the management side. And so I, I think they think, okay, well, we can handle, we can help him become a good manager if he has, if he's lacking in that area or something. So, by the way, right, I yes. also want to give a shout out. Uh, I knew as soon as I started talking about uh, Jacob Toft Anderson that it would end up on the Hunter T subreddit, and now there's immediately somebody clipped it and said Jacob getting flamed <laughs> on Hotline League right now. And then there's the person in the comments who said, I'm the person who said he shits on 100T all the time. Funny how this keeps happening. I, okay, again, I like 100T as a brand. I like John Robinson a lot. I like Nate Shot. I think Prolly's great. I actually give Prolly more credit than like the rest of the Bro. community. I try, Stop. I say good things about this org. People pretend that I don't. I just have some criticisms. Travis, you realize this person has a hate boner for you, right? Yeah, and I, they're mean, gonna... I think the 100T subreddit has a hate boner for us. You know, I just It just drives me crazy because... No, no only for you. They love me there. Yeah. They, they love me. Really? It's just... Oh, I don't know. I'm just telling myself that. Uh, but, like, they're gonna sit and wait until we say anything about 100 Thieves. And if it's good stuff, like we've been saying for the last three months as they made these roster swaps and made a late-season playoff push, you know, they're not gonna say anything then. Yeah, but as soon as you mentioned that some guy was casting a tournament, the same team one of his teams got relegated before he was even a part of a hundred thieves, then yeah, they're gonna clip it. So don't I don't know what do you want to do if someone's gonna go to that length of mental dissonance to to yeah. to hop through the hoops to to make their point, then go for it. Well, by the way, shout out to hundred thieves for not joining Call of Duty League. I think that's a very smart thing that they did. 
just want to say another smart thing about them. Yeah, uh, I, I watched that Nate Shot video, actually. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I did, too. Yeah. I thought it was really impressive how he danced around saying Call of Duty League will be a giant failure and there's no way we're going to spend all the fucking millions of dollars they want us to get into this thing. Oh, you just got to get in the Ponzi scheme early, then it's going to work. Okay, I was in a bad mood subs, about the 100 dude, Thieves subreddit, exploding. but... Yeah, I was I was in a bad mood about the 100 Thieves subreddit thing, but now Kyle0808 spent... A bunch of money to buy 50 subs for my community so thank kyle you kyle 0808 i'm uh kind of hungry so i'm not having a good time either what about me what i will buy you a meal with the money from these 50 subs that he just got <laughs> i want it from kyle <laughs> he's gifted 550 in my channel jesus wait just now yeah uh, no 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 total he's gifted 550 oh, okay. this was 50. last year he gifted like 300 or something during Worlds. Might have been even more. Might have been 400, I forget. Oh. Life is good whenever I've got amazing people in it, like Kyle0808. All right, whatever. I think we've talked about this topic for a lot. So, Space Pope 20 k any final thoughts as we move on to the next caller? Um, yeah, shout out to Medic in the chat. He uh, was saying he is maybe perhaps a little jelly of uh, Papa Smithy being over here. And uh, kudos to Avali, the section that um, SACDMB got me in was the section that, like, Avli was facing when she was doing her, like, stage side, like, on-camera interviews. Uh, so that was really cool. But yeah, you guys have a good night, man. Yeah. Have Thanks a good again. one. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next caller. Uh, so, again, huge shout-out to Kyle0808. Thank you uh, for doing that. Brace Super yourself, generous. Travis. It's a Europe topic. <sighs> Okay, hello. <laughs> Manuel, welcome back. Where are you from again? Um, Chile. Chile, that's right. And we're going to yeah. talk about LEC? LEC, indeed. Okay, I'm just going to repeat the things that Medic says, says in, in chat about it, because I know he's there, and I can just pretend to know what I'm talking about whenever he types out stuff. So that's how okay. we're going to do this. But go ahead and, and talk about what you want to say about LEC. Sure. So, Mike, what I believe is that Jesus' victory over, over Fnatic this weekend will probably hinder Europe's chances at, at Worlds, especially because G2 is way too cocky, and all the pro teams, I mean, and the old pro team only makes it worse. So that's, like, where I want to start. So you think um, G2 getting all, all team, all pro team, and beating Fnatic okay. is going to make them, they're just going to think they can win Worlds easier, or they'll be cocky going into it? Yeah. Um, so for, first, okay, you said something else. So, um, first off, I want to say like who I think is going to go to Worlds from Europe. Um, and obviously it's G2 and Fnatic. They're just head and shoulders above the rest of the LC. Sure. And then we have Splice and Schalke, which are decently close, but I think they're pretty, they're not a close third. And they're, then we have Rogue, which, um, I think, they're, I think, I'm pretty sure they're going to the Gauntlet, but they're all rookies. Um, which is probably not, I mean, they're lacking experience. Um, and Leslie is Origin, and they just, you know, straight up fell from grace. It's just a big no for me. So that's what I want to start. So here's the thing. G2 are confident, um, and I agree it could cost them, but honestly, that's why they win. Um, if I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose the best of five because they're overconfident, but um, I don't know. I think, honestly, the confidence is, is part of the reason that they win. Um, you can't say that that confidence will hinder them because if they weren't confident in themselves, they couldn't play the same style. 
Okay, so what what I mean by hindering them is, I mean, I, I I'm talking about Fnatic and G two. So, um, what G two have said before is they're 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 always getting comfortable as their worst worst enemy. Whenever they're winning too much, they just play bad. And I think the fact that they they're they're able to just play like trash two games, almost lose about best five, and then just basically just win because they're good, um, really plays into this feeling of them just being the best players in the world and then them believing believing it. Mark? Well, I mean wouldn't it be best wouldn't this be the best time to get a bit of a wake up call and be forced to five games? Right? Uh right? Like this is when it would work well. I also agree with Travis's point that like that's kind of who they are. They're gonna style on you if they can um and maybe that bites them in the butt but they're also the west best hope and so yeah it's a double-edged sword should they not i i was gonna say trolling it's not trolling it's just like disrespecting yeah Yeah, wait um i think mainly what i mean by this is if they had lost i think it'll it'll it would have been better um, not only because it, it would have made G2 just realize that they can't just do that, but also I think it would have probably really helped Fnatic get a confidence boost, and they're really needing it. I don't know. You said, like, oh, they can't just do that, but they clearly can because they did. They're that good. Then they fucking ended game five in 17 minutes or some shit. Like, they're fucking dominant. If anything, it reinforced the fact that they have five games to play with their food. You know, <laughs> like I don't know yeah. if Europe is—I don't know if Europe's sitting there ready to hand them the the come up and set they need to come back down to earth. You know, I, I don't know if there's a team in Europe that can slap them around and do that. And if the point is like only they can do that, well, like when they get to world, someone's going to do that in scrims, right? Like there's going to be some other great teams there, and if they can continue acting this way at Worlds when they're scrimming, then that means they're fucking awesome, and they should keep acting that way, and if they get slapped back down to earth a little bit, then, you know, they're not in the plans, they have some time to learn. Yeah, and going back to what you were saying about the Fnatic confidence boosts, like, the nice thing is, uh, even if Fnatic lose, they get to play in the Gauntlet Finals anyway, and so I think that that's where they'll get their confidence boost, right? Mm, yeah, I, I can see that. Um, <laughs> that was Medic's mm-hmm. point. Don't, don't, don't listen to Travis. Oh, did they actually say that? Yeah, um, word for word. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see how losing finals would be a confident boost for Fnatic. Although they probably will lose it. No, but winning still, in the gauntlet will. Is my point. Um, wait, so if they go, if they get second, I think they don't go to gauntlet though. They just, they just go straight to worlds. So just going to worlds by just getting second, I don't think that's very good for them, in terms of the, their confidence boost, especially because, I mean, it seems to me like Fnatic are either really pick reliant. Or playing really confidently, and if they're getting you know their their picks like TF, Quirky, or you know their Karma Pike bot lanes, then they really need to have that confidence that will let, let them win. Yeah. So I don't know. That's mostly what I'm thinking. Um, I, I'm not saying G2, uh, G2 and Fnatic are going to play bad in Worlds, but I think had G2 lost, it probably would have been better for them. As well as Fnatic. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the whole confidence point, though, for from the fanatic angle, uh, just feels like you shouldn't 
need the confidence boost, I guess. It's like if you're that mentally fragile of a team that like losing a best of five month or two since Worlds, like prior to Worlds is enough to keep you from playing well at Worlds and you probably have to have a stronger mental fortitude in general because Worlds is going to have some ups and downs. You're going to lose some games that you should have won. You know, some crazy shit's going to happen. Like when they were, what were they, 0-4? And they, they rallied back to make it out of Group B two years ago. You know, like, you have to have mental fortitude for that. And you can't be relying on confidence from a best of five two, two months ago to to have that fortitude. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I guess that's mostly what, what I had to say. Um, yeah, I'm out of top. Yeah. I'm out of uh, thoughts on this topic as well. So I think medic. Do you have any anything else Travis see. should read? Medic has anything to add here? <clears throat> no, no. I think I'm good. Um, is there uh, anything you'd like to say as we move on to the next caller? No, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for uh, calling in. Looking forward to seeing uh, if you are are correct or not. I. It's not bad news for me. If LEC is feeling cocky going into worlds undeservedly or something, you know, so, Hey, thanks so much for the call. Yeah. And also thanks to our sponsor, Alienware. Um, speaking of sponsors, by the way, I do want to do a quick shout out here, um, to our second sponsor of the evening movement. So Mark has sent me a request for some stuff off of the movement side. These are, by the way, they're uh, computer glasses. You can go check them out. Check out Movement, our sponsor at mvmt.com slash Travis. Uh, please go over there now. That would be great. Just do everything. Uh, stop everything that you're doing. Oh, hang on. Twitch link isn't link linking it for some reason. Uh, and go to mvmt.com slash Travis. Actually helps me out a ton uh, as you check out their stuff. Um, but they actually have uh, eyewear which are the Everscroll glasses. These are a pair of their Everscroll glasses. If you're uh, at the computer for long periods of time, you can throw those on. But uh, what they are, are most known for, and by the way, they're coming out with jewelry and uh, some other cool stuff as well. But big thing, their watches. Um, so actually last week on the show, Steve Aronset from TL, he bought this watch. Interestingly enough, the same watch that I have and one, this is this has got to be really popular, by the way, because Mark also he 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 browsed the website and he liked this one as well. So he's got I have FOMO coming soon. Yeah, it's their Astro Blue Watch on their website. Uh, but yeah, they're based out of Los Angeles. They make sunglasses. I wear their sunglasses. You might see them. I've been doing a lot of hiking lately. I wear them out and about for that, or when I'm at the beach. Uh, that would have been a meme a while ago, but actually, I do that now this summer, and I'm glad I have their sunglasses with me. Um, and they've got these watches. They've got all sorts of cool stuff over there. They're based out of LA. And by the way, if you go to mvmt.com slash Travis, it will automatically apply a 15% discount to anything that you purchase on their website. Um, so in fact, right now they've even got a limited edition, uh, collaboration going on their website with, uh, with Jeff Cole. You can see that over there. I, it might be, I've heard they only made 300 of those watches. So I don't know if you're watching the show later on in the week, if it'll still be there, but. Uh, they make some cool stuff. I really appreciate it. It's fun to be able to uh, partner with a company that is uh, doing such cool stuff and also based out of LA. And I'm really happy that they decided to come into the show. Mark will have some stuff soon too. And I might even get something for Broden. We'll find out. So, Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. Broden is not a part of this show. I don't think he deserves anything. Well, they sponsor not just this show. 
some of my other stuff too. But I appreciate your desire to deprive our friend of free stuff. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, anyway, thanks so much. Owen oh, Milliman right now in the chat says, I bought the glasses off the MVMT, the movement website. So thank you so much to Milliman. Hopefully some other folks can check out some of their stuff as well. Thank you, Ready to you go. for sponsoring the show. Moving on to our last caller for the night. Again, a little bit of a shorter show night because we are uh, a little low on topics as we're getting into gauntlet this weekend Pepega well, boy I'm, I'm just i just gave up pulling them we're still really popular i just you know All Pepega right. boy is here Pepega boy where are you calling from uh from maryland maryland whereabouts in maryland uh i guess bethesda would be oh the yeah. is that where they make those video games uh no no it's uh it's a city i know yeah. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So, uh, so my take is, or my topic is, uh, like this will be the worst year for all Western teams. Like, Whoa! I think it's C9 TL, and then third seed, and then G2 Fnatic, and then third seed undecided. Yeah. So, and I think the best outcome will probably be one of the teams from the West making it out of uh, groups, and it won't be because like they're good it's just gonna i mean it's just gonna be between like group uh strength i guess and they're probably gonna get like you think someone one of the western teams will have an easy group and that's how yeah. they'll get through and yeah basically and C9. that's our best case scenario is one western team makes it out yeah do you think and i'm sure you'll get into this do you think it's a naa or western team suck or the east is coming back with a vengeance i think like western teams are like kind of uh they kind of suck. I don't think they're good. Like last year and like Fnatic last year, this year TL and G2. I don't think they were that good. Like, I guess like one of the points, since I'm going to be talking mostly about like TL and G2, is because like they won, right? They won the whole thing. So they're the best. So like G2 during MSI, they got beat by. Uh, so I guess, uh, first of all, MSI apparently, like the thing that they were talking about. Uh, where there are two styles, right? Very aggressive teams, which were like G2, IG, and like Buffalo versus the very like more team fighting teams like TL, SKT, and forget the other one, Flash Wolves. So those teams, like when all the aggressive teams of Buffalo and IG won against G2, I'm pretty sure they, they 4 0 them, right? Like Buffalo won twice and IG beat them twice. And they were like like pretty rough and in tl they lost uh i'm pretty sure they lost that skt and i think they beat flash wolves but then like tl lost to g2 which was like a pretty hard stomp and i think like tl beating ig wasn't really like tl being good it was more tl being uh or ig kind of like not performing well at all like it seemed like they kind of, like, for some reason, just, like, uh, I don't know if it was mental boom or something. Like, they just didn't perform the way they would perform. And then SKT beating G2, or uh, G2 beating SKT, that was also kind of a, a kind of, like, SKT kind of trolling that series, I think. Like, and it was, it, it's kind of, like, a, not a very... uh 
I feel like the results of MSI, like people you just, are. You don't. You don't think the results of MSI are representative of the strength of the yeah. teams that were there? Yeah, like I don't think like G two and TL being in the finals. I don't think they were actually the right. It doesn't best. prove anything. All right. What yeah, like, about Worlds last year then, where three of the top four teams were Western teams? Oh, I think for uh, I think like the the best team the like the best teams were kind of uh what do you call it was kt and ig right well sure but rng and no yeah yeah africa like let's say skt and ig were like in two different sides like in the two different sides of the thing right i think Mm -hmm. if they're in the two different sides i think they make it to the finals and then the top four teams then would end up being maybe like Fnatic and then three other uh but we're, I mean, the, the problem that I'm having with this is like, okay, mm-hmm. so maybe their brackets just worked out in favor of the West at Worlds last year. And maybe mm-hmm. there was some fluking uh, at MSI, right? Which just somehow led to these two Western teams ending up in the finals. It's just mm-hmm. really hard for me to go from, like, if your topic was, hey, I think an Eastern team will win. It'll be East versus East in the finals again this year and like, the last two international events are overblown. That's one thing. And I can kind of imagine a world where like, you know, we're looking at two events out of multiple years, maybe. And we're, we're feeling really cocky. Uh, maybe that's the case, but you're like our best bet in the West is one team makes it out of group. That is like such a strong stance to take after what mm-hmm. seems like a world where like the gap has closed a little bit. Right. Yeah. But I feel like, um, uh, like, like last year at Worlds and then this year at MSI, and then people were saying, "Oh, the cap, the gap has closed," and everything like that. But I think like MSI is not a very good tell of like what ends up happening at Worlds. Like I'm pretty sure like every MSI, like uh, like let's say when CLG got to the finals or when G2 got to the finals before, and like they ended up. I'm pretty sure both times when Worlds came around, like they ended up. Okay, but you're not you're not telling me anything that makes me feel as though NA is like the worst it's ever been, which was your prediction, right? That like well, we would have the worst performance we've had in a very long time. Yeah, it's just I feel like uh well they're not I think like NA like they're better, but they're not like still they're not as good as some of the Chinese teams or like well, sure, but the the point you made was with one team getting out yeah. out of six. I mean, that's never yeah. happened before. Right, I don't You're think not, we've yeah. ever. No, we've ever, I'm we, hearing nothing that says that mm-hmm. the West is the worst it's ever been. You're just saying, yeah, I think NA might not be as good as, as we the think. Chinese teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, that's what I think. Like NA and EU, they're not as good as they think. And I think like worlds. Like, so, do you think more than one team will get out of groups? Uh, like, I said one team, but probably like maybe like two teams, probably because like stuff happens but i think yeah like i think like na and eu are gonna get like kind of destroyed by even like uh the like the buffalo where are they from vietnam right so i think yeah. like like i think since it's best of ones and stuff like i feel like the korean teams and like uh chinese teams are just gonna be a lot better look i i i can see a world where uh, your stance originally was really intense i'm happy you've given us one more team getting out of groups that feels good mm-hmm. uh but i 
I could see a world like I think it's a fair topic or a far, fair argument to make that like hey maybe the West is getting a little ahead of ourselves we've had two good international events but fucking look at these crazy uh, teams that are coming out of China and Korea SKT maybe in way better form than they've been in before like I I can see that being a potential thing mm-hmm. I don't know it feels like G two is maybe the best Western team that we've ever thrown out there. Um, but maybe they're going to be over cocky or overconfident and cocky, and it's they're going to be in a bad place based off of our last call. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But also, like, I feel like seeing them get beat by like Buffalo and IG pretty badly was kind of like. Well, getting beat by by IG no. doesn't mean anything if your point is that they're one of the best teams or regions in the world, then it's kind of expected that they would struggle. Oh, yeah. Losing to Buffalo, like. I understand, but the whole thing you need to realize about IG or G2's identity is that they can beat anyone and they often beat most people and they can also lose to anyone because they play really volatile. And as well as the fact that like plenty of teams have lost to to, to wildcard teams before mm-hmm. or emerging region teams. Like it's not this death sentence that it was at one point in time where it was like a joke to lose them. I don't I don't think that's the case anymore. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm struggling with that that take. I just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. even even if every single Korean and Chinese team gets out, that's six out of the eight spots taken from getting out of groups. There's two more left up for grabs. You I know, like Vietnam, why why would a wild, yeah. why would an emerging region grab one over us? You know, predicting when we have done better than them every step of the way. Like, why would we suddenly not be expected to get two? You know, like now we're yeah. up to two, I guess. So like. The idea that one Chinese team or one Korean team falls flat is like pretty likely. Yeah, I feel like it happens every year that there's like the mm-hmm. Dottie Award. Yeah, you yeah. know, there's a reason that award exists. So I don't know. I'm pretty confident that two teams are getting out. I would hope three, even four, mm-hmm. if we're lucky. I mean, you know, we have six teams in there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like everybody's like like kind of hyping like, oh, G2 EU maybe Team Liquid, and then, like, the West. And I feel like, I don't know, something is going to happen. They're, like, they're going to get a wake-up call. And then, boom, they're going to, like, get clapped by the Eastern teams. And I feel like oh. the Eastern teams also kind of want revenge a little bit. Yeah. Because, yeah. Okay. I'm I mean, sure I'll, buy, I'll buy the take that uh, that the West is overhyping themselves. I think that's uh, a reasonable take. I'm not sure if I believe it, but I, I think mm-hmm. that's a reasonable thing to say. And I and honestly, I bet you will hear more of more takes like that as we get closer to worlds because, I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? For for the West to sort it out itself. So, because yeah, I feel like everybody's like, oh, NAE EU's gonna do well and stuff. So I don't know, like a different yeah. take. And no, I appreciate. It. Hey, Pepega boy, is there anything you want to say as we uh, wrap up the show? Uh, I guess shoutouts to Alienware and yeah, that's it. Yeah, thanks for the call. Have a good one. All right. Uh, that about wraps up the show. Mark, do you have any shout-outs? Anything you want to say here? Uh, no. Okay. You got nothing? I was struggling to think of something, dude. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a boring man now. I don't, I don't do anything. Where are, my, where are my cool side projects, dude? What happened to me? I don't know. I, I always used to have the, cool side uh, projects. Rod and I have started working more on the secret thing that we were talking about in Palm Springs. 
is it in, is it how far in pre-production is it are you guys scripting are you in, i want to write we're probably scripting later this week i want i want to script stuff okay well maybe we'll if you're free this week and uh or this week Broden and i were planning on meeting up so maybe we'll pull you for that too yeah cut me in on that shit bro okay uh, for me, I'm going to have some LPL content coming out over the next couple of weeks, including an RNG tour that should be hitting tomorrow. Um, also, I have... Uh, oh, go check out uh, Intel Gamer Day stuff at uh, Alienware. Check out uh, movement.com slash Travis, mvmt.com slash Travis. Kyle0808 gifting another 25 subs. You know what? I'm just going to throw this out there. It's September. This man is paying full price to give you guys subs. Be like him. Throw actually don't be like him spend one spend half of what you normally would to sub to the channel that stuff is super helpful and i really appreciate it um and it makes uh side projects like the one that mark and i want to work on possible um but again thank you so much kyle 0808 gifted 75 subs over the course of this this uh he stream is a hero also thanks to soybeans avura the way to dawn X Bruise, Neon Puddles for one year in a row, and X Bruise for one year ago. I Hate Snarf for one year, Nomad, uh, St. Louis Slayer, Toxfire, Exigen Chan, Bubba 90, Bama Tide 88, Libyan Kid, Zephyr Glusaman, Doy Boys Almost Done, Captain Taco 5, and Kylo Zen for their subs, and Why So Serious 520 uh, for the, his, his or her sub as well. This has been Hotline League. Thanks, everyone, for watching. We'll do another one next week. Hopefully, we'll have a guest because things will have opened up a little bit more since Gauntlet will be done. Uh, love you all. Thanks so much. <laughs>